With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hello, good evening, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast. It feels like it's been about 40 years since we were last on YouTube. Actually- um, it, it feels like a long, long time. Um, hello everybody, welcome, I hope you're all well. It's great to be back on, please get your comments in, um, let us know how your international break's been, has it been fun, have you enjoyed yourself? Did you watch the Scotland games, did you enjoy the Scotland games? Um, so I just get in the comments, let us see everybody. Um, like I say, it's been a while, there's been a big change over international break. We'll go into that later on. Um, we're here tonight to discuss everything and anything Rangers, of course, as well. Build up to the Dundee United game tomorrow. Um, which thank god Rangers are back, that's all I'm going to say. Um, we've got a comment in right away before I finish my intro. Um, Paul, topics. Paul, you've been watching the rabble for a long time. <laughs> we just come on and wing it, man. We don't have topics. Um, I actually said to the two guys before we started, right, what we're talking about, and I'm the one hosting. So we have absolutely um, no topics. Um, John Greer's straight in with the Gilmore Rangers. Is it going? It could it happen? We'll come on to that. Um, no, but we'll come on to that. Um, I'll be back later on. Um, we've got Thompson and Shaka today, and uh, Rangers announced that he has signed. Um, the Rangers Rabble's own Darren McAnally has signed a new contract till 2024. We'll discuss that as well. Um, the Rangers under 18s were playing Hamilton today in Hamilton. Ooh, Hamilton. Um, we'll discuss <laughs> that Hamilton, as well. I absolutely adore Hamilton, Brian. It is my favourite place in the world. Um, and of course, we'll discuss we'll discuss everything and anything Rangers. Whatever you want to talk about as well, get it in the comments and we shall discuss that as well. We're here until half one in the morning. Um, so there's plenty of time to discuss whatever you want to talk about. Um, I am joined tonight by William. William, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. All good. Busy day? 
Well, I was obviously at the 18s game earlier. Obviously, I had some stuff to do in the house this morning, so it's been pretty busy, to be fair. So it's nice just to get sitting down and chilling out for a while. It is, it is. Brian, have you had been on any extracurricular activities today? I might have uh, what you would call had one or two Guinnesses today. Just to kick by one off or, the by one or two, you mean three? Sorry, three. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I kicked off the the it's annual leave. Joke there, folks. Until it was, that gets it was meant to, put on Twitter as I don't. The know annual leave was meant to start on Monday, but <clears> my work was generous and gave me Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So I had three. So you're off. You're off. What things off? You're off work. Yes, oh, for that's a mistake. For ten days. <laughs> for ten days. Brian's available every day. I don't condone um, <clears throat> drinking alcohol when you're going to do a podcast. This is serious business. What have you got in your hand there, Martin? <laughs> <laughs> that would be tea. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, as you can see, we're all in a joyous mood. Rangers are back. It's so good to see them back. Brilliant. I can't wait. The rabble has press access as well for the BT Mode Forum. And um, we'll come on to talk about that as well. I hope everybody is doing fantastic. Right, so we all that nice, happy, jolly build-up, William. Why don't we start on a negative? That's that sounds like the rabble, doesn't it? We'll start it on a nice. We'll start on a nice wee negative. Um, the press conference was obviously today. Yeah. For those of you who are over over on the rabble Patreon, you would have got our press conference debrief where we went into a bit more detail. Um, the manager confirming, William, that Raskin is still not fit enough to play. Um, he should be back in training next week and he should be available for the old firm. Um, but we've heard that before. Yeah, look, I think that's why a lot of supporters are concerned because we've heard this a few times. I mean, we were told that Tom Lawrence would be back soon and he's still no back. You know, we've seen it with like Suter. He'll be back in January and he didn't really return until March. And So you get why people are are a bit anxious about it. Um, but there's no doubt um, Nico's come in and made a great impact straight away. You know, I think when you look at him and Todd Cantwell, the two of them look like they're very good additions to the squad. But yeah, look, it is a concern that he's obviously picked up this knock. And uh, look, I think the big thing at the end of the day is I don't think people want him to miss the Celtic game because they realise how important he already is to that 11. So... Let's just hope he's back in training, whatever it is, Tuesday, Wednesday, and he's available for next week's game. But, you know, there's still more than enough quality in that that midfield for us to be beating Dundee United on Saturday at Ibrooks. There is. There is. Um, <laughs> I was going to come on to make a, a wee jokey point there, but then you made a point and it put something in my head, but now I forgot it. So I'm going to come back to the jokey point, right? Um, Robert Robertson, Brian, has made the best comment so far. Hasn't took Raskin long to settle in, has it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't just don't. It's honestly that was one of the most depressing parts I heard about the press conference today. Raskin, oh, he's he's still injured, but he'll maybe he'll be back in training on Monday. I thought, oh, here we here we go. This is just us. We sign a player, starts great, boom, he's injured. Oh, by the way, he'll be out for a week. Oh, well, it well it, it could be a month. <sighs> Not, not the rest of the season. Like Tom Lawrence. I mean, Tom Lawrence came in and started like a train. Everybody was excited. And then, bang, he got an injury after Hibs. It'll be a weak injury. That'll be it. And then we haven't seen him since. And it's just, it's almost been, 
whenever, whenever you hear somebody saying, oh, we're, we're linked with him, we're linked with him, yeah. everybody Googles the fitness history. How's this fitness history? Is it good? Is it bad? Even if it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. When he arrives here, it'll be crap. <laughs> it's almost it's just so, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but, I mean, it's unsurprising. And it's it's almost it, it literally sums up our season this season. Simple as that. William, can you tell that Brian's had a couple of share bits? He was very chatty there, wasn't he? he just he was so long. chatty. <laughs> he was so so chatty. <laughs> mate. It's Friday night. I'm sure most of the people might be having a wee drink tonight. So I totally forgive Brian. Totally forgive him. No, no, no. It was only three. It was only three. I three yours. Don't trust anybody who can't pronounce their threes. That's a fair point. I like it. Oh, don't even get me started. I have this conversation <laughs> with you all the time. Right? I'll pronounce three the way that I want to pronounce three, right? Just because you're a tutor for the, the Outer Hebrides, right? And you were taught English in school, right? That's a bit harsh. I mean, that was a wee bit overboard, wasn't it? That was, that, that bit was harsh. That's, William, that's nothing. Nothing. I know, mate. You've probably heard a lot worse. Oh, what, are you, what are you drinking there, Brian? <laughs> that is black currant and water. Is that black currant and water and a Lucasade bottle? Jeez, oh man. <laughs> Jeez, oh. <laughs> well, you kind of mentioned it there about, you know, this Rangers team should have enough about it to be able to get past Dundee United without Raskin. The only counter-argument I would have to you is, is that it seems that Raskin has become so important to the way that we play and we, we might not necessarily have the midfielders in forum to be able to come in and, and replace him. Well, I, oh, the manager kind of touched on it today, and I don't know if he was obviously giving a wee bit away when he said, well, you know, um, sort of Tillman and Cantwell can play together. So maybe he's saying that... We're coming on to that. We're coming to... Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. No, I'm just saying, well, so that's something he picked up on today. So, I mean, if he's going to be more aggressive at Ibrooks, then I think those are the obvious two to play in, in that midfield if you want to be that um, sort of ultra-attacking. Because I think we're... I think the Mullerwell game, that's the best we've seen Cantwell so far. I think that's the best quality shown in the games. Um, and I think I think probably over the next two to three weeks, what's he laughing for though? I mean, what's he going on about? I love the fact that we've came back to this talk completely unscripted and we're making an asset already. That That is the kind of quality... I just had to crack up that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Quality punditry you get here on the rabble. That is, it's great. I mean, this is I mean, this is why people love to listen to us talk absolute dog meat on a Friday night. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is, it's great. It really is. This is why this is why 16 people a week tune in to watch us. It's magnificent, isn't it? But I think in back to the game quickly. I think in terms of asking talking about alcohol and getting sozzled. Well, that's 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 valid, but I, I think ringers are more important, right? Because ringers are back tomorrow. We've not had them <laughs> my apologies, William. I mean, we've not had any ringers first team games for a fortnight. That is a long time in football terms. Yeah, that's a very like, long time. So, like, to get the players back out in the pitch tomorrow and just getting a win, hopefully, be a couple of goals. We control the game. I think the good thing for tomorrow is the manager sounds as though, apart from Raskin and Leon King. That everybody else is fit and available. Well, apart from Ruth, who's just obviously permanently in hospital, it feels like. But I think for the rest of the squad, it's good. Obviously, Ryan Jack could come in and play. 
or they could obviously kind of rest and recuperate him for the Celtic game. But then there's other options up front there as well. Could Morelos come back in, which I think is a good thing. And then like the person that nobody's really spoke about for months is it sounds like Rabi Matondo is back in the squad. So I mean, you know that he obviously kind of blitz opinion as well. Brian, if you are looking at the comments and finding the comments, yes, let me finish. Just, just shush. <laughs> if you are finding the comments hilarious, could you please go on mute so that when so, one of us is talking, we don't hear. <laughs> if you don't mind, that would be that would be fantastic. But don't go on mute because I'm going to come to you now. Um, I wasn't going to start with the Dundee United game, right? But we'll start with the Dundee United game and then we'll move on to other things later on. Um, Williams made quite a good few points here, um, which as which he I, always does, which I don't usually say. Um, I'll say it to his face because he's a lot bigger than me. Um, <laughs> but over over a computer, I can say what I want. Um, Ryan Jack, William made, William made the point there, you know, there's a possibility that Bill may arrest them for, you know, next week's old forum. But see the fact that we're only playing one game a week. Um, Ryan only played one game for Scotland, yeah. a game that he played very well and for some reason was criticised. I've no idea why. Um, but... And with Raskin out injured as well, I, I don't see there being a case for resting him tomorrow, do you? No. Um, I must admit, if, if Raskin was fully fit, I would fully expect him to play and probably Ryan Jack to sit out. But as you say, Ryan Jack played only one game for Scotland. I was, I don't know why, but I was fully expecting him to play both games and to be burnt out or injured coming back. But thankfully he's not. But I would I would suggest that Ryan Jack will just come into the Raskin role, um, and it'll be Tillman and Campwell at home hopefully, um, then the usual front front three of Kent Sakala and uh, Morelos, and I would like to smash smash this lot for as much as we can. I've never hidden the fact I really don't like Dungeon United, so yeah, absolutely, just just go. Just go all out tomorrow and just try and smash this lot for as much as we can, because they're bottom of the league. They're they're not a good team. The, you know that lot over the city gave us gave them. A, I think it was nine nil at the start of the season. You know, so they're they're not a good team. I mean, well, let's be honest. The manager it's in now. It's going to be double deckers in front of the in front of the goals. You know, he's just going to park the bus. I think. The quicker we get one, the sooner we'll get two, and and so on and so on. What comes after two, Brian? Three. <laughs> 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 so, but as I say, just honestly, just just go for teams. I just there's there, there's certain times this season where we've got to two very quick, and then we've almost like stopped playing or just being comfortable just being two. See, like, teams before, we just kept going and going and getting four or five or whatever. You know, just just keep going at teams. Don't stop. We're, sometimes, we're sometimes, Ryan, sometimes it's difficult to get the, the third. Third. <laughs> third. Oh, you'd have that to I, I, I can't even say that word, so I'm not even going to try and say it again. I'm not going to slag you anymore because I'm not fired up. Welcome, the manager actually made a really good point today in terms of look, there was obviously a few players that went away on international duty. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot more who stayed home. Yeah. Um, he's had a chance now to work with them, work on the shape. Um, I think that's what we were all calling for, just for us to be a bit more clinical. Um, the players to get to know each other a bit better under Bill's system. He's had the likes of Hadji, Yilmaz, um, Suter back in there as well. So the players have had that bit of an extended break, which can only be a good thing. Yeah, look, it's one of those kind of silly things in football. I mean, at times you would rather have a squad of players that aren't all internationals because when the internationals come round, the players actually get a proper break and you can actually work on things in the training pitch. So, like, for us in the last week, you could have guys like Tavernier, Goldson, Davies. I don't think, obviously, Yilmaz was away. Obviously, Matondo's there. Um, obviously, Morelos, Ken. You know, so there's a possibility you can look at players and do things in training. Obviously, the manager's touched on the free at the back thing. I don't think you would do that at Ibrooks against Dundee United. That probably doesn't fit that. But, it, but, I mean, it could be a possibility that you do that at Parkhead, that you have the three centre-backs with the two do you think you would? Do you think you would throw that in, though, the, the three at the back against them at Parkhead? Only if he believed it was... Yeah, you know, only if he believed it was something that would work on the day. I mean, obviously, Gerard had tried it previously and it didn't really work out. So, see, for me, I'm not a big fan of three at the back because I like to have wingers. I like when you play with like a front three where the two guys are wide and they get in the box... Mainly when you play like the three centre backs and two wing backs, you then don't have natural strikers. So you, um, you don't have natural wingers on the pitch a lot of the time because you're wanting your full backs to do that work. And I'm not so sure that's where where our strength lies right now. I feel well, obviously depending on how fashion is after you know being away with Zambia, you know if it's him and Ken, I think I think they bring so much to the game when they're playing. So if you end up playing, you know the three centre backs with the two wing backs, how do you fit? Kent and Sakala into that team, it, it would be difficult, do you know? So that's the only reason why I don't think he will do it. But I think if he was going to do it, I think it would be at a, you know, like an Aberdeen away or a Celtic away. I think those are the only two games he might do it, purely because he knows that Suter can step out for the back and make the long pass, as can Goldson and as can Davies. So it actually opens the pitch up a little bit for the wide players in terms of the full-backs or the, or the wing-backs, as he would be. But I would much rather have Sakala and Kent in the team. So, yeah, definitely not for me tomorrow against Dundee United. Fashion Sakala, Brian, it's a weird one. Um, every, I'm sure everybody has seen um, his post on Instagram. Um, which again, I obviously I don't keep up with Zambia or Zambian football or Zambian international games, right? Um, the, the post was kind of just out of the blue, wasn't it? Yeah. Strange as well because I I don't think I, I would know anybody apart from the obvious who doesn't like fashion Sakala. The the guy gives you a hundred percent every game. All right, sometimes it it doesn't come. Off. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I seen that comment and it threw me. I'm Zambia daft, me. What's <laughs> going on? Is going on? Um, but yeah, no, he, he gives you 100%. Doesn't always come off, but you know that he's going to get back up and go again. Um, he's scoring goals for them. He's assisting for them. Um, so I, I don't I don't understand why he's getting the stick that he's getting, and it's clearly affecting him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I can't remember what his, his assist-goals ratio is, but it's it's far better than sort of Ryan Ryan Kemp, for example. Um, you know, he's assisted. I can't remember how many games in a row he's either been involved as in scoring or assisting. I can't remember how many. It was it was a few games in a row. You know, 
And a guy like that is I've always liked him as is is uh, William will know to Ted McMinn. You know, yeah. Ted McMinn was one of these guys that nobody knew what he was gonna do, but worst of all, even he didn't. And it's almost like that. He's he's so unpredictable that for the for the defenders, they don't know what he's gonna do. But yeah. worst of all, he even Sakala doesn't know what he's gonna do. But he somehow just manages to either get an end of crosses or flash a a, a, a cross across the goal and it's an assist. It, it just churns out stats. And he's he's proved over the last since probably since the start of the year that he's been very crucial to us as as far as goals or assists. He's you you can't argue with his goals or assist ratio. He's He's just been brilliant, and as although there's there's times that you see him and you think, oh, he's going to score this, and he misses it, and you think that's impossible. But then he'll score the goal, which you think, well, what's what's he doing here? He'll yeah. just score a goal out of nothing, and he's almost we've almost got to put up with his madness or his ridiculous misses because he's going to contribute either assist wise or goal wise, you know every other time and it's it's a nightmare if you're a fan or you know just a, a Zambia fan but we're, we're all here for the ride and we're all aboard the Sakala Express you know he's he's a great lad he all as you say Martin he always tries no matter what he does if he misses a Saturday he's always coming back for another one so yep I'm all aboard the Sakala Express and let's just carry on I think you're more aboard the Guinness train, but we'll leave that there. Um, oh, you know, I do enjoy a Guinness myself, actually. Um, I don't have 33 before I do a podcast, but I enjoy a Guinness. Um, <laughs> well, it's a strange one, Sakala, um, if we can get back to being serious for a second. You, yeah. you cannot argue with the guy's numbers. You absolutely cannot argue with the guy's numbers. Um, but CGM makes a point, and this is the way I kind of feel, Sakala is too hit or miss. Um, we need better or at least more consistent. And I, not for Scotland, right? I think in Scotland, Sakala's fantastic. You know, his goals, assists, etc. Um, I'm looking more ahead to the European nights. He has to be more consistent. We need a better quality of player. But then his numbers are just phenomenal. And it's really hard to argue against him. Yeah, look, when you watch fashion at times, you wonder if he should be playing like like junior football, because sometimes his touch is absolutely atrocious. But then he can do things that you just don't expect him to do. Um, I think he must be one of these guys that must be almost impossible to coach, because I don't know if you can take that out of him, because you almost kind of feel that the way that he plays the game, that's just his natural way to play it. You know, I'm sure you could probably teach him to try and do some things, but I think when it comes to the final third of the pitch, his attributes are his pace because he can get away from players. The fact that he's doing things that I'm not so sure he knows what he's doing, because at times when you actually watch him, you think he's trying to like sort of take somebody to the byline, and then he gets like halfway and he realizes he can't do it, and then he'll come back in on himself, and it's it's hard to know what fashion's thinking most of the time when you watch him, but. Yeah, look, when you look at his goal and assist ratio, it's it's actually pretty impressive. I mean, but like, I get what the guys are saying. 
you know, see if fashion was consistent and he was, you know, like doing this consistently at a good level, he probably wouldn't be playing in Scotland. And that's and that's kind of why there's guys like fashion like playing in our league because maybe he's just never going to have that level of consistency and we just have to accept that that's the kind of player he is. However, if he can keep either scoring or or creating chances or actually making a goal every other game, it's hard to then say, well, let's take him out of the team for somebody that's more consistent. Because you don't really find many of those players, that's the problem. See, see the issue I've got, William, right? And it's a strange one because in my head, right, Ryan Kent is a far better footballer, right? Right. Um, and if you say to me, if you're going into the biggest game of the season and you can only pick Kent or Sakala, I'm picking Kent, right? Um, but but that has, I think it must simply just be because of the amount of money that we signed Ryan Kent for. That must be the sticking point in my brain because Sakala offers you more. He offers you more goals. He offers you more assists. Look, it depends what you're talking about. Like, so Ryan is very often involved in the build-up to a lot of goals. You know, he might be like the second assist or something like that. Because I know they look at all these things now. So he's maybe the guy that makes the pass to Sakala before Sakala makes the pass and somebody scores. So that's where Ryan's importance is to the team. And I get the criticism that Ryan gets. Of course I do. Because I've been critical of, especially his goal-scoring ability. I think Ryan could score so many more goals than what he, he does. Because he gets into some some unbelievably good positions, but then seems to just shoot them all over the place rather than in the back of the net. I just love when the two of them are playing in the pitch. I, you think, know, do you think they complement each other, William? Yeah, absolute, I think it's absolute chaos when they're both playing. Yeah, look, they're different. Like the two of them are different. You know, like Ryan is probably one of those guys where he'll drop deep into the middle of the pitch and get the ball. He'll make different runs. But I see when you watch Sakala, his first thought is always to try and get in the box. And I think that's where the two of them are different. Like, I don't think Ryan is that way. You know, he's always looking for maybe the pass inside. He's maybe looking for the pass wide. I mean, Ryan's capable of doing more. I just think because Sakala has played as a striker as well, his first thought as soon as that ball is anywhere near the 18-yard box is to get in there. And that's why he scored the goals he has and why he's been involved in so many goals. But see if we take that out of his game and we ask him to do something that he's not good at, then like you lose that. What would you say? The sort of um, sort of strange nature that he's got, like the erratic play that he has. I mean, I've watched him some some games this season. Like you've watched him for half an hour and think he's got to come off the pitch because it's just not working. And then he'll do something unbelievable and he'll score. And like you'll turn to the guy next to you and go, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> because he's did nothing for half an hour. Like, he's let the ball, like, sort of roll over his foot and go out the pitch. He's made a run into nowhere. He's went into bad positions to, you know, to try and take the ball in. But then, just boom. Like, the Celtic game's a big one for me. In that first half, he could have been posted missing. Do you know what I mean? And then in the second half, he comes out and he wins a penalty and he's involved in the goal as well. Do you know, it's like... It's hard to understand Sakala, but I guess don't was, think he can do away with what he does for the team because he always uh, brings something every game he plays. There was also the, the incident at Dundee United where he tried to control the ball in the first half where he miscontrolled it and went over a, a goal, goal kick 
Second yeah. half, he made that goal where he, you know, was over the top of his head. He controlled it once, flashed it in the other side the corner, and you thought, how how can the same guy do that? It's, it's impossible. He's miscontrolled it at one end, he's went right up the other end, and he scored an absolute world. Do you thought? But that, unfortunately, I think that's just what we've we've got to live with the the madness of Fashion Sakala. He does some stupid things, but at the same time, there's there's almost brilliance just waiting, and it's the inconsistency. And it, unfortunately, the inconsistencies everybody focuses on that because it's bad. But he does so much good, and yeah, everybody focuses on the bad because well, negatives are more newsworthy than positives. I mean, like, you can just imagine him in training, can't you, when they're doing a passing drill and, like, Sakal all, like, pass it 15 feet away for somebody and you'll be <laughs> sure that all the players will be killing themselves laughing yeah. because they, they know that's just what he's like. But then, like, see when it comes, you know, like, game day and he's on the pitch, you can guarantee that every one of those guys that play in the pitch with him know that he's going to do something that's going to either involve a goal or it's going to bring something big to the game that we needed. And that's why, see, at the moment, I just don't think we can drop him out of the 11. No, I, I, I think it would be ridiculous to drop him. It would be absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Can I just make a quick request? Uh, request, Brian, can you say inconsistency again? Inconsistency. <laughs> this, we see the, the drive in the eyes of concentration to be able to say that word properly, brilliant. <laughs> right, Brian, from uh, Fashion Sakala and Ryan Kent to Rabbi Matondo. Um, the manager has obviously spoke about coming back from injury, available soon for selection. Um, sounding as if he's going to get another chance, and why should he not? He costs us a lot of money. He's, he's not had uh, 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 loads and loads of chances. He's not really had Borna Barisic get 18 months to settle. So yeah. we, we can't just write this guy off. Um, what's your thoughts? It's it's. And remember, it's Nicholas different. Moore's watching. Yes, I know. But it's it's difficult. I mean, how, how old is Robbie? Is he 21, 22? I think he's early 20s. 23. Early 20s, yeah. I mean, 23. He's obviously been at Man City and obviously went to Schalke for big money. I mean, then he's obviously not found his foot, feet there. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel sorry for him. He's obviously thought going to Schalke was going to be the best thing since sliced bread. It hasn't happened. And he's now found himself with us for, what, eight million less than what he was bought for. You know, his confidence is obviously going to be a bit dented because he was kind of thinking Jido Sancho went to Bundesliga, Jude Bellingham. He was obviously thinking that's the trajectory my career is going to go. And it just hasn't happened for him. For one reason or another, Schalke just didn't work. And is it doubt ability or is it doubt attitude? Only the Rangers. Give me down the confidence. Give me down to settling in it, doesn't it? That's what I'm saying. It could be absolutely. It could be anything. You know, there could be six, seven, eight things that could be wrong. Confidence, settling in, new country, blah blah, and 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 as. As we know, we've got a bipolar support. If you don't start off scoring a hat trick, then you're finished, you know. And I just I don't know, Brian. Seawall got a long time to settle. Well, he's the thing is 
is is he is he fully fit? That's 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 another question I've got. I mean, I've I've got zero confidence in our 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 a physio team because the amount of injuries we we've had this year is ridiculous. I mean, oh. last year we went through the whole season with virtually no injuries, and then this season we have had literally every injury known to man, and yeah, I mean, I I. I I still want to cut him some slack because I think there's you have to there's something in there. We don't have an but we don't have an option not to. It's not exactly. we can't we, we can't as a football club just write off three million pounds. Well, that's what I'm well, saying. That, that's, I, I still that's think there's possible. a player in there. I, I still think there's a player there. I just think he needs one moment as in an assist or a goal, which will which will ignite him. Or that's what I'm hoping anyway. And yeah. once that happens. Hopefully we see the proper Ravi Matondo, but until we get like a, a diamond dribble cut inside, sets up the striker, or he cuts inside and scores in the top corner goal sort of moment, we're we're just gonna see the same Ravi Matondo. He needs a run of, he needs a run of games as well, Wally. Yeah. Um it, it can't just be a case that you know he comes off the bench for ten minutes, doesn't do anything, and we all shout about how he's not good enough. Yeah. The reality is, we don't know if he's good enough or not. We don't know what's going on in his head. We don't know what's going on in his private life. We don't know why he hasn't settled in straight away at the football club. But what we certainly can't do, genuinely, is sit here and go, "He's not playing again." Get rid of him. He must be one of the highest wage earners at the club. We spent a lot of money on him. We have got to try our best to get this guy playing football. Well, that's why the manager, I think, is trying to be positive about it whenever he speaks about him. You know, we can't just, we can't just afford to write him off. You know, that's the reality. He's still a young player. Michael Beale obviously has got to give him a bit of time. You know, he's got to work with him. Hopefully, this these last kind of five, six, seven days that he's had the chance to work with him to maybe look at things they can do to get the best out of him. I mean, see, during pre-season, he actually looked okay during pre-season. You know, he did some decent things. He got himself into some good positions. He was using his main attribute, which is pure pace. Do you know? Whereas, I think at times maybe we... I mean, I remember Peter Lovingkrans, right? I mean, Peter Lovingkrans didn't have a lot of technical ability, in my opinion. But he had great pace. So we've got to find a way of exploiting Matondo's pace. Yeah. So that could be something yeah. that we could look at doing. Um if, if Matondo William could score half the goals against Celtic that Lovingkrantz did, he'd be, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. How do we utilise him best in games? Hmm. So, I don't know, for instance, say we're playing away from home, could we move Matondo a little bit higher and try and play him maybe just off the striker so that he can make those runs, so that he can find the space? Because the big problem at Ibrox is that so many teams come and sit so deep there's not really any space in behind them to actually get there. Whereas away from home, when you play against teams, there is a little bit more space to play in. But then you can't just have a player that only plays away from home. So you've got to try and find something in his game that can work. Is he well, the, the, problem, the problem is, William, right? And and I know that I've just said we have to try and get him playing and we have to get minutes and we can't just write off a £3 million player. At, the, yeah. at this moment in time, how does Rabi get a game? Well, that's up to the manager. In all honesty, you know, he's got to pick his moments to put him on the pitch. And 
you know, yet again, Brian obviously makes a point earlier on in a different way, but, you know, see if Rangers can be maybe free enough and up with half an hour to go, that's the perfect time to bring Matondo on and just see what he can bring to the game, even if it's only for 20 or 30 minutes, because that's where he's going to have to show the manager that he can impact the game, because he's probably not going to get many starts, realistically. So his impact's got to come off the bench, and he's got to do what other players have done this season, which has come off and make an impact. Because see, at the end of the day, see if you were to go through most Rangers fans right now and ask about Rabi Matondo, most people probably wouldn't want him anywhere near the first team. And that's and that's the tough spot the kid's in. But the manager has to somehow like sort of build up that confidence and get him back in the team. I mean, because what else do we do with him? <laughs> he's sitting on a long-term contract and he's sitting on a good contract. We can't afford to have guys that are not that are not bringing something to the team when they've got that length of contract. It's different with it's different with the guys that are out of contract at the end of this season, or even the guys that are out of contract next season. But you're we're sitting with a guy that's sitting on like a four-year contract, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon. And the fact that he's not done a huge amount for us, there's not going to be a huge queue of clubs out there that are going to be looking to sign a miler. So I don't really know. It's a difficult one, but the manager has to somehow get him back into the squad, maybe get him on the pitch when he can, and hope that he can that he can spark in games, because that's the only way you're going to be able to sell him in the future if the club decide that he doesn't have a future here. Well, he's got 11 games, including the Scottish Cup final, um, yeah. to try and make some kind of impression. Uh, before we move on, folks, as most of you will know watching, um, we have moved over to Patreon. Um, if you would like access to loads of extra content, um, we're putting seven uh, content out seven days a week. Um, and the link for that is in the description. We've had a fantastic response to that already. Um, we are closing in on 100 people on our Patreon already, which is absolutely incredible. So thank you very much. Um, and like I say, if you're watching on YouTube, please do give the show a like and make sure you subscribe. Um, likes help share the podcast. Subscriptions make it look as if we're a lot more popular than what we actually are. So please do um, subscribe. And on Facebook, give us a follow and a share. And of course, on Twitter, give us a wee retweet, a like. And get your comments in on all of them. Um, we've got a couple of more uh, subjects that we're going to talk about. But if there's something that you want to talk about, put it in the comments. And if it looks better than what I was going to bring up, um, then I shall bring that up. There is no mate, mates rates for Patreon Gallant, unfortunately. Um, absolutely no mate rate, no mates rates. Even Brian and William have to pay full whack for it. Um, so yeah, go and check it out. There's some free shows over on Patreon as well. So check it out, see what you think, and if you want to join, and there's plenty of options as well for you to join as well. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoy that. So like I say, get your questions, your thoughts, maybe issues that you want to talk about. Um in the comments. And like I say, if it's better than what I'm going to bring up, then I'll bring it up. Because like I say, I've done, I've done no... Well, Sharpie's got a question for you. Oh, what's the question? Does Patreon mean we've got to pay for the pods? Closing the title, yes. Um, but you get loads and loads of content. There's, there's loads of different options for different different um, um, tiers. There's £3, £5 and £7.99. So... I mean, what Martin's obviously going to say as well is, look, we're still doing stuff on YouTube. Of course. You know, all, like, of course. I think there's been a wee bit of confusion that like sort of Martin's had to try and like, can I re-put it out there? But we're still doing pods on YouTube. Like, we're not... Monday, like, Friday, and reaction yeah. to every single game. So, like, I mean, so the reality of that is 
we could still be on YouTube four or five times a week. So like, mm. it's not like we're not there because if we play a midweek game and we've got the weekend game as well as the Monday and the Friday, and then obviously the Academy pods will still come out on YouTube and we'll still put out you know other kind of interviews and stuff. It's just that for um, most of the other stuff, it's much easier to just put it out on Patreon at the moment because YouTube's a bit of a nightmare at times to try and upload and put stuff out and it's not it the is. easiest unfortunately. It is. And and look, stop with the salesman part of Martin. I'm trying to grow a business, Sharpie. And the only <laughs> way to grow a business is to become a salesman. Um so you know, and no, there's no tick for Patreon. What? <laughs> what do you think this is? 1995? Um <laughs> It's not a silly fucking pod. Outstanding. Just you sit there, right? Just you sit there and behave. Yeah, Russell, that's about how come you're doing OnlyFans for three pound a month. When did that come out? <laughs> because the Rangers <laughs> Rabbles work more than me. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> EGM is also asking about the pre-match pods. The pre-match pods will be on um, Patreon but up until the end of the season, we'll be free to view for all. So if you're a subscriber, check the community page, make sure your notifications are set, and you will get the Patreon link. And, of course, it will be on YouTube, eh, on Twitter, Facebook. So if you're following us on social media, um, then you'll get the links for that. So up until the end of the season, the pre-match pods are still free, but they are over on Patreon. And the reason they're over on Patreon is so that you click on it and you go, I'll go and watch that pre-match pod. Well, look at all these other shows these guys have got. I might sign up. <laughs> you know me. I'm very, very honest. Very, very honest. Um, <laughs> there's an interview with Martin on Patreon when he talks about his former career as a pole dancer called Gladys. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> my, my thighs look too big. And I think you'll find I wasn't called Gladys, actually. It was Mark- <laughs> I lost Brian after that one. No, I think that's was- too much for him. Yeah, it was Mark. I was called. Every Tuesday. <laughs> every Tuesday at Diamond Dolls. That's what I was. Um, is, that yeah, anyway, is that still open? Is that still open? I've never been in it. I don't know. I was, I was only joking there, William. I thought you were being serious there for a no, minute. Because that, that seems a very serious conversation you were having there. If we can get another 500 people to sign up to Patreon, then I'll go every weekend. It's no problem. Uh, well, you could probably afford it. <laughs> By then, I could, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the football, William. It's been plenty of transfer talk. We'll come to the under-18s in, in a second in a minute. Um, I want to talk about Billy Gilmore, something that's always brought up, always, every single transfer window is brought up. Um, he is going to be sent out on loan or sold by Brighton. Um, yeah. What's the chances that he leaves Chelsea, goes to Brighton, and then Potter leaves to go to Chelsea? Where's the, where, honestly, <sighs> what's the chances? Um, but, however, we're not talking about the English League, we're talking about Rangers. There is, there is no, no chance at all, is there, that he comes back to us? I would imagine the only way Billy would be back at Rangers would be part of a loan deal. Yeah. I'd imagine that's the only way. I mean, obviously because we spoke about it a little bit um, last night um, over in Patreon that I actually did a wee bit of looking about with Billy. So he's under contract to 2026. So they've basically got another three years of control, Brighton. He's only played 42 Premier League games, which is a bit of a worry, if I'm honest with Billy. It's not really when maybe the way that he would have hoped in terms of his game time. I think he's only played like 10 games this season in the League and Cup for Brighton. I think quite a few of those have come off the bench. Um, One of the points I made last night was, could Rangers look to do a two-year loan deal for Billy 
So we pay a fee each of the two seasons. And then after the two seasons, there's a purchase price. So say we paid a million or a million and a half for each of the loan seasons that we had. And then we maybe have to pay another four or five million, say, at the end of the two-year loan. If that was something that Rangers could potentially do. Um, I think it's difficult with Billy. You know, he's a kid that obviously they broke through at the academy. Um, he chose to go to Chelsea. And if the rumours are true that, you know, what Billy was getting paid at that particular time, I don't think Rangers could get close to matching it. Um, so when you look at things like that, but his career's probably not went in the way in the last two years that he would have hoped. Obviously, the loan spell at Norwich kind of went quite bad quite quickly. Yeah. And I think the, the boy Williams at Man United was in a similar boat. He went out and loan there and he didn't really yeah. seem to hit the ground running, which yet again is a concern. In the summer, he moves to Brighton under Graham Potter and then a few days later, basically Graham Potter goes to Chelsea and you sometimes wonder if you're just cursed, you know, that you just don't have any luck in the game. And But you know the thing about Bully is, I would still take Bully at Rangers in a heartbeat. I know the I know the talent Billy's got. I was I was fortunate enough to see him um at Rangers when he was like fifteen. You know, some of the performances he put in against men was absolutely incredible, Billy. I mean he was a standout even against guys that were in like Premier League's first teams. You know, Billy was still the best player on the bench. Mm-hmm. I think he just needs a confidence boost, Billy. I think he needs to get back played week in, week out, and see if see if it was a possibility that Rangers could do that. I would love to see us try. Yeah. Because I just I just don't think we can allow a talented young Scottish player like Billy, who could be available on loan. And if the club have got, you know, the sort of financial like movement to do that type of deal, I would love to see a two year loan deal. Yeah. And then at the end of that, potentially, it turns into a permanent deal. Because I just feel that straight away, he would walk into the Rangers' first 11 and it wouldn't even be up for debate. I mean, like, sort of, could you imagine a midfield three? Who would he replace, William? I don't think he replaces anybody. I think he just comes in and starts. So, about, so who, who misses out then? Who misses out in the midfield? Well, whoever the six would be, maybe Ryan Jack, or if it was Glenn Kamara or, or Lundstrom, whoever we see on next season. To me, I would play... Gilmer, Raskin and Cantwell. Yeah. 100%. I mean, to me, that's a dynamite midfield free. It's free young players. It's free dynamic players. You know, all three of them can create goals. And to me, that can only be a good thing. And then you could be talking about Tillman, Sakala, Ken, and maybe your new number nine. Like, there's so many options there. Mm. And that, to me, is what we need. We need more attacking options, more quality. And one of the big benefits of bringing Billy back is that he's a homegrown player. So if he's part of our European squad, he straight away helps the criteria. That's why I just think there's more positives to bring in Billy in than negatives. But obviously, there is a financial impact. So these are things that we need to look at to see if it's viable. And obviously, would Billy like to come back and play in Scotland? Well, th- th- that's the big issue, Brian, is that would Billy want to come back? He's... I mean, he went to Chelsea. Sorry, when I thought it was a horseback. Yeah, Jesus. He was, 50, <laughs> he was fifteen when he went to Chelsea, wasn't he, William? Yes. Well, yeah. I think officially he went 16. there when he was sixteen, but he couldn't yeah. sign his contract until he was seventeen. Yeah. So he was a young, he was a young kid when he went to Chelsea. Now, it's very difficult, I would imagine, as a kid of that age to 
be flashed the sums that Chelsea, Man United, Man City, probably Newcastle now, all these teams that are flashing in front of you. It's Boston. difficult to it's difficult to turn down that sums of money when let's be honest, he was on about what four or five hundred pounds a week. You know? Nee chance. Nee chance. <laughs> exactly. You know. But at the end of the day, he's he's got to look at he's not playing for he's not playing for Brighton. Yeah. He wasn't playing for Chelsea. He wasn't playing at Norwich. I, know. I mean, yeah. sometimes you might have to just take a take two steps back to go one forward, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes it's not too bad to come home or go back to where you were, re-establish, re-establish yourself, and then nice somebody save. might say, right, we've seen him play, we've seen him play in Europe, we'll take a punt on him. You know what I mean? He's only, let me see quickly. He's only 19. He's, yeah. See, he's only 21 years old. Well, he's 21, sorry. I, I mean, he's 21, so he's still got another 15, 16, 17 years, depending on how yeah. long Billy wants to play. See, even coming here for two years, that ain't going to change Billy's future career path. Because see if he's a good team. Um, well, see, to be fair, see if he even only did one year and then went back and he had a really good season, then straight away that could allow Brighton to sell him if Rangers weren't in a position to buy him. Or if he did the two years, see if it wasn't working after the first year, then the loan could be terminated after the first year. Mm. I just think, for Billy, he's got to come here and play. He's got to come and play football. For Wherever he goes, well, he has to play because, like yeah, Brian said, didn't do well at Norwich. Obviously fell out with Chelsea, whatever happened to Chelsea, yeah. went to Brighton, and now he's not even getting a game for Brighton. If he's not careful, he's going to be yeah. one of these forgotten about players. I know, like, and you don't want somebody who's got that much ability to just, like, kind of fade away. I mean, as I said before, he's 21. Do you know, but if I forget, like, Billy's basically been a name for the last six or seven years because everybody's spoke about Billy Gilmer since he was a young lad. And maybe that's not helped him because there's been so much talk and so much promise and all this other stuff. Yeah. He broke into this, you know, he broke into the Scotland squad when he was a teenager. Do you know, so all these things. It must be difficult for him, but the I do wonder, just, the wonder kid sort of tag. Yeah, and that's difficult, mate. Like you've seen the amount of guys, like obviously John Fleck was another one that came here, burst on at the scene. Obviously, Charlie Muller was another one who had unbelievable ability. Charlie Muller, then obviously Barry. Ferguson, well, can I just put something to you really quickly? Actually, and RRM makes a fantastic point. What if what? And this might be in, in Billy's thinking because we don't know what. Listen, there might be absolutely no chance he's coming back to Rangers, right? But what if he does come and it doesn't work out? Then what's his next option? Should, well, that must be playing in his head as well. But then it's probably the same for any club that he goes out and loan to. Because yeah, but if, he goes to, to, if he goes to a Premier League club, then he might still, and it doesn't work, for example. I he might still have a chance to go to the Championship. But if he comes I to Scotland, Yeah, I think it's unrealistic that he goes out and loan to another Premier League club. I don't see that happening. I think if Billy goes out and loan, it's going to be to a championship club. That would be where he would be in England, in my opinion, right now. <clears throat> or he has to maybe look at then, maybe like a move out of England, whether that's to Rangers, whether he's got options maybe in Portugal or Spain. But see the problem with a lot of these options is Brighton's going to have to eat up some of his wages. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I mean, if Billy's on the reported salary that, was kind of talked about there in England, which was around about two million pounds a year. You're talking about what pounds a week. So I mean, Rangers aren't going to pay that to Billy. So I mean, I would imagine there would need to be some type of, you know, if you pay 
20 grand a week, he's made his wheel pay the other 20. Because what's a million pound to Brighton? It's probably not that much money to a Premier League club. No, Brighton, man. They've just they've sold about 800 million pounds worth of talent, haven't they? And they've yeah. got another 800 million pounds in for about 10 pence. See, well, like, so Steve, the only good thing we've got right now is Michael Beale is well known for working with young players and he can help mm-hmm. young players develop. Mm-hmm. That could be a tick in the box for us. But I think, as Brian said, and there's been quite a few people in the comments, does Billy want to come back to Scotland right now? But what Rangers can offer Billy is the potential to play every week and he could be playing in European football, mm. which I think has got to be a big thing for Billy right now because he's basically been in the last two years and it's not worked out for him. So mm. he needs to go somewhere that he's going to play and he's going to catch people's eye again because you get the feeling that even once he gets back to Brighton, it's not going to be a future for him there. Yeah, right, okay, we need to move on. We've only got nine minutes left and we've got quite a few things to talk about. Um, Brian, the manager was asked today about the events at the women's game. Hmm. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail because I know it's an ongoing investigation and since we are so professional now, um, we can't discuss what's going on in ongoing investigations. Just that the incident wasn't good, wasn't a good look for the football club. Um, but the manager surely can't come out and comment on that in a press conference. And of course he didn't. No, absolutely. I mean, the question was asked and, you know, I mean, I, I, I found it hilarious that the, the journalist even tried to ask the question. What, what, what other sort of answer was he expecting? Was he expecting Michael Beale to elaborate and, you know, give more information? The information's all out there. It's a police investigation. That is it. End of. I mean, I, I thought it was ludicrous. I mean, there was nothing more to say, and although although it doesn't look good on on the face of it, until until the investigation is done, there's nothing you can do. So I don't, I really don't know where the journalist was asked or where he was going with the question of you know what do you think about it. Well, Michael Beale just you know can't answer it. So, you know his technique was all wrong. You know, but what did they want Michael Beale to come out and say? That's what I'm saying. It was just ridiculous, and you know. At the end of the day, even Michael Beale says he's not seen it. Now, whether he hasn't seen it or not, I don't know. But he said at the press conference he hasn't seen it. Of course he's seen it. Well, he said he hasn't seen it. He has to see that. And and I agree with him. I I just think it's a stupid question. It should never have been asked. It's a journalist. It's a so-called journalist. Yeah. Try to to grab a a story, a headline, which he was never going to get. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I just think that See before the press conference starts, maybe that's where somebody from Rangers comes out and says, should have. We'll, not be, yeah, look, we'll not be answering any questions on the incident yeah. that happened at the ladies' game. Quite simply, that's not for us to talk about, etc. And well, that is where the club then you know, make a point, I guess, making it out there that we will not be making any comment on this until everything's been resolved. Correct. I mean, it's a horrible... I mean, see the person that asked the question, you've got to actually wonder what he thought he was going to get out yeah. of it. You know, because I don't see any benefit to the manager answering that question. Just trying to make the manager feel awkward. Yeah, much. to me, that's not necessary. And I don't want to see people get banned and stuff like that. But see, to me, that type of question, that's just a ludicrous thing to be asking at a press conference. And, you know, whether Rangers take action against the person or they say, look, that's, you know, that's unacceptable that you did that, really. Listen, sorry, well, I was just going to say, no, listen. I was just going to say, look, uh, see, on a personal level, the manager can't get involved on that. He just can't. No. He can't. He can't say anything. So, I guess 
yeah, like it blows my mind that somebody would actually ask that question because I mean, see, even if he did see it, he can't really comment on it. So no. I'm not really too sure what he thought he was going to do. You know, it's just, it's just look, the person involved from a Rangers point of view, it was embarrassing. Um, it should never have happened. Um, but until the investigation is complete and done, then you just don't comment on it. End of story. Um, very quickly, William, Alan McGregor set to make his 500th appearance for Rangers, some feet, some goalkeeper, and a legend of the football club. Mate, incredible. Five, 500 games is just, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's like, that's like 10 full seasons. Do you know? Yeah. And that includes like playing in the Cups, playing in Europe. I mean, it, it's absolutely incredible what Alan's done. I know there's still people out there that, that only fans Alan because of the way that he left the first time. I get that. And like, you'll never change people that feel that way. But for me, Alan's probably the second best goalkeeper that I've seen play for Rangers. I don't think anybody will ever beat Andy Gorham because Andy was just incredible. But uh, Alan's just behind him in the pecking order. I think Alan's been a phenomenal goalkeeper for Rangers. I really do. I think I think the fact he come back a second time and he's actually did what he said he was going to do, which was to get that league title. Um, he's also been part of the club that obviously made it to you know the Europa League final. He won the Scottish Cup, etc. So, you know, Alan's done a lot of good for Rangers, and he's somebody that that like sort of forces others on the pitch to stand up and be counted. You notice that in the games, the way that he's always shouted and sort of cajoling the players and getting them into the game and, and these things that you don't always find in goalkeepers. But Alan and Andy were both like that. You know, they just want to win. Everything's about winning games of football. So I'm delighted for Alan, and all be well if I'm not doing anything that day. I'll, Definitely try and attend the testimonial against Newcastle. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Can I just quickly say hello to Louise? Um, if it's and I don't think there's that many Louise Wises out there, right? Um, but if it's if it's the same Louise who constantly um, retweets and likes our stuff on social media, thank you very much. Um, hey lads, near the summer, can you just do a pod on summer scouting transfers? Who Rangers should buy? Hundred percent. Yeah, that's, yeah look, that is something we're going to do. Um, yeah. We actually touched on it during the weekend in, in a couple of shows. So the plan is we'll start kind of working from the back. So we'll do like a goalkeeping pod. Then we'll maybe look at left back because Borna could be moving on. Obviously, the manager spoke about bringing in another centre back. Um, obviously, we'll do a central midfield pod, which will obviously include Billy Gilmer. Three minutes, volume. <laughs> I will talk about a new striker. So it'll probably work out six or seven pods that we'll do. And we'll obviously, we'll try and identify people. And then if anybody's got any good names in the comments, we can obviously pick those out and, and do that as well. So I that's definitely going to happen 100%. Yeah. Um, go, Brian, going, going back quickly to the McGregor. I'm just coming back to it. I'm coming back to it. Right, okay, My plan okay, was to come okay. back Yeah. Okay, okay. Jeez, old man trying to take oh, over yeah. the podcast. Gee, what? Honest to God, two pints and you're away with the fairies. I swear ah, to God. I know. Um, no, but in all seriousness, Brian, coming back to McGregor, he deserves his testimonial. 500 games, phenomenal. Um, 2002, that man started playing for Rangers Football Club. What I, would that have been like if he hadn't left? We'll never know. We will never know. But no. um Deserves his testimonial, being an absolutely fantastic servant to our football club. Regardless of what we think now, regardless of the performances that he puts in now, nothing will tarnish the reputation that man has at our football club. No. Um, 
uh, and it's it's literally probably it's, it's the first time in a lifetime that you could actually say there's a genuine sort of argument for who's who's been our best goalie ever. I mean, it's you know, Gorham was always on that pedestal, and nobody could get near him. And it's honestly the first time that you could actually say, "Tell you what, McGregor's McGregor." There's, there's, there's lots of people, you know, edging towards McGregor should be the, the, our best goalie now, and it's honestly the first time that I've ever lived that Gorham's sort of number one status is even came into question, and that's that for me, for McGregor to even come near, even getting close to Gorham's status is testament to how good a goalie he's been for us. Um, it's it's been a hell of a ride for him. I mean, as you say, if it wasn't for the the departure, it could have been six seven hundred. Um, but I mean, a hell of a goalie. Probably, I would actually say he was the best penalty Aye. goalkeeper I think I've ever witnessed. I mean, if ever was a penalty against him, you were you were backing him sixty forty or seventy thirty to save it. I mean, a lot of times you thought. You know, Gorham, Gorham didn't save many penalties, but I'll tell you what, McGregor did. And it's as I, as I said before, it's the first time that Gorham's number one status as the best goalie ever is suddenly come under threat. I think the fact that you can actually have that as a conversation, I think, just shows yeah. you how good Alan McGregor is as a goalkeeper. Yeah, 100%. Right, folks, we will be back tomorrow at half past two over on Patreon. Remember, free to view for all. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, check out the community page. Make sure your notifications are switched on and you will see the link to Patreon. And, of course, it will be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all our social media pages. Thank you for tuning in. Um, it feels like we haven't done one of these for ages, um, and that's because we haven't. Um, it's great to be back. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. Very unscripted. Um, one of us was very drunk. Um, one of us was very grumpy. And one of us was gorgeous. Um, I'll let you decide who was who. Um, but, uh, William, thank you very much. Pleasure. Brian, thank you very much, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. No for tuning in. And hopefully we'll see you all tomorrow for the build-up. And of course, the reaction. We'll be back on YouTube for the reaction. So don't worry about that. Thank you all for tuning in. And we'll speak to you again very, very soon. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.